2: Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where you go to many 5e books and talk about various roles and how your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake.
3: And I'm Remy, a player on Riffwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about proficiency and expertise.
2: Nathan, what is proficiency is like this number that you add and uh expertise is a number that you add on oh. top of the proficiency
3: oh that hurts my soul
2: <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> every day we record is just one day closer to my ine- inevitable coup
2: i mean is that not true though <laughs> <sighs> A
3: number that you add to what? Why? When? A thing? (laughs) You're missing anything that gives context and actual usefulness as a sentence. Uh, And you're not going to improve your answer. Alright, fine. Fuck it. Fuck you. Yeah, it is a a number that you add, but in basic terms... (laughs) No yay, you do not deserve a yay for that. (laughs) Uh, So- Your proficiency bonus is a number that represents how good are you at the things that you are trained in. So that applies to skills, that applies to the saving throws that you have proficiency with, your attacks that you are proficient with. So the word proficient appears a lot in 5th edition. Because this one number applies to a lot of things, and it is massively important. So there is a lot of information just scattered about that actually talks about like when it applies, how it applies, yada, yada, yada. There are sections in the Player's Handbook, in the Dungeon Master's Guide, that just talks a lot about it. So from the player's handbook bit to start, characters have a proficiency bonus determined by level. Monsters also have this bonus, which is incorporated in their stat blocks. The bonus is used in the rules on ability checks, saving throws, and attack rolls your proficiency bonus can't be added to a single die roll or other number more than once. For example, if two different rules say you can add your proficiency bonus to a wisdom saving throw, you nevertheless add the bonus only once when you make the save. So, quick tangent from the reading here. This is important. Just because something says you apply your proficiency bonus, and another thing says you apply it, it does not stack. There are very specific circumstances that allow you to double your proficiency bonus, and that is what we will be talking about in the expertise section later on. However, something that a lot of people also don't think about is that, yes, expertise and a few other things do double your proficiency bonus, but there are also like some situations where it will be halved. I'm curious, Nathan, can you think of any?
2: Uh halved specifically yep yep. no (laughs) wait wait shit uh no i know i know one uh is it when uh, you're exhausted no fuck
3: (laughs) nice try though rogues have a feature called jack of all trades that lets them add half their proficiency bonus to all skills that they are not proficient or all ability checks rather that they are not proficient in
2: wait rogues
3: uh, fuck me, uh, bards. Thank you for that. Oh my god, I caught Remy thing. doing
2: a- Whoa, whoa, this is a you first- You caught me in a misspeak.
3: Oh god, whoa. is the world ending? Is it raining cats and dogs and fire? Oh god. Probably. <laughs> I, I honestly just looked outside the window because I could myself. <laughs> oh god, something is wrong. Something is terribly wrong. Oh, fuck. Anyway so yeah so there are situations where you do apply it twice and there is the situation where it can get halved but it is not common for the latter especially but it is very important to have the distinction expertise adds double your proficiency bonus if you just have proficiency from two separate places does not stack anyway uh blah 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 There's nothing else really helpful in the player's handbook section, so moving on to the dungeon master's guide bit. All right. When you ask a player to make an ability check, consider whether a skill or tool proficiency might apply to it. The player might also ask you if a particular proficiency applies. One way to think about this question is to consider whether a character could become better at a particular task through training and practice. If the answer is no, it's fine to say that no proficiency applies. But if the answer is yes, assign an appropriate skill or tool proficiency to reflect that training and practice. Okay, that is not the most clear paragraph, but what they're trying to say, proficiency is the things that you are trained at, skilled in, proficient at, hence the word. So it is important for dungeon masters and players alike to understand it is possible to make ability checks that don't have proficiency, that don't have a skill associated to it. You can make a flat intelligence check. Like, let's say that your character is struggling to figure out a situation or to, you know, realize something or understand something. Like, it's not a history check. It's not, you know, an arcana check, maybe but you might allow them to roll an intelligence check to help figure it out. And that's the situation where you are just relying on pure brain power. So you are not applying skill. You are not applying proficiency in that particular situation. And that can happen. On the other hand, skills, tools, saving throws, attack rolls, all of those things add your proficiency bonus. Uh, Actually, a quick math tangent, just because it's me, and I want to. Nathan, what is the scale for proficiency bonus?
2: We go something like plus two, and plus three, uh, and plus four, and then I think that's it. Maybe up to six, not sure.
3: Okay, you're kinda close. Proficiency bonus in D&D goes from plus two to plus nine, actually. However, player characters are limited from plus two to plus six because it is only for the most powerful of creatures in D, where they actually do continue scaling up the proficiency bonus so tiamat and the tarrasque for example CR30 creatures. So a CR30 creature has got that plus nine, but player characters will cap out a level 20 creature. Well, actually, as soon as level 17, really, will cap out at a plus six. So the way that proficiency works for everything is that you add whatever your proficiency bonus is to the relevant ability score for what you're trying to do. So for the sake of a skill, let's say that you are trained in persuasion. Okay, a first level character will have a plus two proficiency bonus. And let's say that they're a rather charming character and with a 16 charisma. So that gives them an ability score bonus of plus three. So plus 2 for proficiency, plus 3 for that charisma, and that is why a level 1 character with those numbers would have a plus 5 to their persuasion skill. So when they attempt to make a persuasion check, you will roll a d20 plus 5 to resolve that situation. And that same formula applies pretty much everywhere. It applies to all skills, it applies to all tools, which is another thing that just doesn't get rolled nearly as often. But anyway, attack rolls is the exact same way. So when you're making an attack roll, it's pretty much the same. So let's stick with a first level fighter for this situation. Plus two proficiency, 16 strength, let's say, so plus three for their ability score there. Okay, so again, plus three, plus two. So again, your attack roll with whatever weapon that fighter has in hand would be plus five and it really does just kind of work that way across the board the only thing that gets a little bit weird is when it comes to saving throws because well actually no even numbers wise it's still the same so yeah so let's say that you're proficient in wisdom saving throws like okay let's say it's someone with let's say let's not use 16 for once so let's say 14 so 14 wisdom so that's a plus two level one character plus two so then they would have plus four to their wisdom saving throws like it really is a very good thing in D fifth edition they made the numbers work the same as much as they can across the game and proficiency is a really good system in my opinion in how they choose to apply that to so so many things just across the entirety of the game so that being said that's pretty much it in terms of how proficiency works numerically i am curious though nathan can you tell me are there ways to gain proficiency in something
2: other than leveling up
3: well you level up and what like what would actually give you that a new proficiency in something
2: right fuck uh you're not wrong i'm i want you to elaborate you like can't you like train Theoretically, proficiencies with uh your downtime.
3: Well, not exactly. So training rules are garbage. We talked about that extensively in the training episode. But theoretically, a DM might allow you to train to get something. So one very specific area. Weapons are proficiencies as well. I did mention that in terms of uh attack a moment ago with the fighter, but I really should be a little more specific. A character is proficient in some amount of weapons. A fighter has all weapon proficiencies, all simple weapons, all martial weapons, all armor, shields, all of it. That's one of the benefits of being a fighter. On the other hand, you know, something like a wizard, you know, they can't really use a weapon because they are not trained to do so. Their proficiency is not in weapons. So let's say that you want to have a Gandalf. And you want to have a wizard who has a sword. What would happen, numerically speaking, Nathan, if you have a wizard trying to use a longsword?
2: Uh, disadvantage. No. No, you don't. Don't add your proficiency. The disadvantage is only for armors, right?
3: Yes. Correct. Yeah. So, if you're trying to make an attack with a weapon you're not proficient with, you can try to do so. The the trouble attempting to do so though is that you don't add your proficiency bonus if you're not proficient again the logic's out which i appreciate so like again let's say you have a wizard trying to use a longsword okay so at first level that means that they don't get that plus two bonus but also being a wizard they're probably not very strong in the first place let's say that it's a stronger than average wizard let's say it's not their dump stat and they actually have a 12 strength so, okay, so 12 in strength would mean a plus one ability score modifier. So, plus one, no proficiency bonus. So, it would be d20 plus one for that longsword attack. So, not exactly ideal, especially if it is a wizard who has magic at their disposal. On the other hand, if you really do just truly wish that in your heart, you can, you know, try to gain proficiency, like if your DM will allow it through training uh there are feats to get proficiencies as well there is multi-classing as an option to try to get more proficiencies that way like there are quite a number of ways or honestly there's actually a uh magic item uh elven chain armor that has a very interesting enchantment to me which is that even if you're not proficient normally with medium armor you are considered proficient when wearing this armor So it is very specifically a magic that lets you wear that and with proficiency, even if normally you would not. So the sheer existence of that magic is one that, of course, maybe me, I extrapolated out. So that is just way too useful a magic to not be on more things. So to let there be, you know, magic users that can have, you know, better armor to let there be, you know, let's just say a barbarian doesn't have a great dexterity score. So they would actually benefit from having like a heavy armor, even like that is just amazing that that exists as a canonical item. So, of course, I homebrewed it out to exist on more such things anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly just kind of stuck on where to go from here because there's a lot of things that I can talk about in terms of proficiencies.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
1: But uh, let's also just talk about some
3: variations, Um, expertise, actually. Let's just go straight to it. Nathan what is expertise and you already gave the bullshit answer at the start so please don't
2: all right so expertise is something you get as a um rogue I think and also as a bard if I'm not wrong yep that's correct and uh, essentially what it does is that now you get two times uh your proficiency bonus for a certain uh stat that you pick
3: well a certain skill particularly
2: yeah certain certain skill.
3: sorry oh boy if it was to a stat that would be so much more powerful if you applied it to like all your charisma skills that'd be nuts for a bard yeah anyway if only oh man that's a fun fantasy <laughs> so yeah it lets you add double your proficiency bonus so this is one of those times where i like just thinking about math because yeah so let's say you do have a you know a higher level character let's say you're already at the tier of the game where you have a plus five proficiency bonus okay let's say okay so you're a persuasion so let's say you've got a 20 charisma for that plus five ability score modifier okay you've got a plus five to your proficiency bonus as well at that point i said so that would mean then that a character with that proficiency would have a plus 10 in their persuasion skill or any skill with you know those numbers but again expertise changes that so you add the proficiency bonus again so you would have a plus 50 to your persuasion on that character so especially at like early levels mid levels like it is a massive massive bonus just to a character in general like to like that skill that they're using like it really does make a massive bonus and it really is an incredibly powerful ability so what's also like even relatively early like let's say someone's only fifth level so not terribly far into the game i mean honestly i've been in games where you start at a later level than that so even at plus three okay let's say that you are at a point where you okay you have your expertise you have a plus three proficiency bonus okay so let's say you've got an 18 in the relevant skill so plus four ability score modifier so plus four plus three and then plus three again so even as soon as level five you can have a plus 10 in a skill and since we did say plus 10 also just a moment ago with that plus five that actually helps a little in my opinion for some perspective normally a character gets a plus five proficiency bonus at level 13 so a character without expertise can have a plus 10 at level 13 a character with expertise can have plus 10 in a skill at level five i really think that helps illustrate just how important expertise can be to boosting up a skill so uh you mentioned the classes that grant expertise are there other ways to get a way to double your proficiency bonus
2: uh magic item no idea honestly there's quite a few ways to do it
3: probably one that is very rarely seen but possible There's actually a spell, Skill Empowerment. So fifth level spell for bards, sorcerers, wizards, and artificers that for one hour concentration, your magic deepens a creature's understanding of its own talent. Touch one willing creature and give it expertise in one skill of your choice. Until the spell ends, the creature doubles its proficiency bonus for ability checks that make it use the chosen skill. must choose a skill in which the target is proficient and isn't already benefiting from expertise. So yeah, so this is a spell that exists that gives a character expertise for an hour, which is honestly really cool and somewhat surprising that it isn't used more. On the other hand, of course, because it is a fifth level spell, it's only a ninth level bard, sorcerer, wizard who might be able to use it. So that's probably why, because of the whole low level preference in fifth edition. On the other hand, there's actually two separate feats that grant expertise there's prodigy from xanathar and then there's also skill expert that came out more recently in tasha's cauldron of everything however prodigy is one of the feats that pisses me off the most but using the rules update let's call it from tasha like the the reason it pisses me off has been mostly resolved Prodigy prerequisite: half elf, half orc, or human. You see my problem here?
2: No, not at all. Seems seems fine. Mm. That is
3: so very fucked up that only half elf, half orcs, and humans can be a prodigy in in something. That's not cool. So yeah, fuck that prerequisite. Delete it. Don't use it ever. However, the feat itself is actually really interesting. You gain one skill proficiency of your choice, one tool proficiency of your choice and fluency in one language of your choice then choose one skill in which you have proficiency you gain expertise with that skill so that is cool so you get a skill a tool a language and one expertise for a skill you're proficient with that's a good feat but what is interesting too skill expert is similar but ever so slightly tweaked okay skill expert Increase one ability score of your choice by one to a maximum of 20. Gain proficiency in one skill of your choice. Choose one skill in which you have proficiency. Gain expertise with that skill. So, yeah, so you don't gain the tool proficiency in the language. Instead, you gain one point of ability score improvement, which is really valuable in the right circumstances. So, I honestly appreciate the fact that there is that kind of distinction between the two feats because. There are situations where you might really want an extra language and tool. And there are also situations where you might really want to have that extra point of ability score because it is a bane, in my opinion, in D&D to have an odd numbered ability score just because of the way your roles ended out in character building. I hate having an odd numbered ability score. So getting the ability to pick skill expert to balance out my stats into that even number is very much appreciated. just really helps resolve that angle of my ocd (sighs) ah i lost my place ah there is one other important just detail to mention this is a tangent but an important one proficiency in a skill is theoretically something that like you pick it and then that's that however It is not uncommon, really, like for someone to pick a skill and not really be happy with it or not use it or not feel that it suits the character like as they grow. So, Nathan, can you change your proficiencies?
2: Uh, Yes, you can under the discretion of your dungeon master.
3: Well, true. But there actually was a published version in Tasha's Cauldron because that book is all about giving more character flexibility. So at least in terms of skills, sometimes you pick a skill proficiency that ends up not being very useful in the campaign or that no longer fits your character's story. In those cases, talk to your DM about replacing that skill proficiency with another skill proficiency offered by your class at first level. A convenient time for such a change is when you reach a level that grants you the ability score increased feature, representing that your character spent a level or two studying the new skill and letting the old one atrophy. So it is mentioned here, but i'm not super pleased by the particular phrasing like yeah theoretically you should pick one that is offered by your class however if you are doing this at an ability score increase level like so level 4 8 12 16 or 19 that's a while So I would be more generous than that rule as written and just let them be trained in a new skill, like assume that training has been taking place and that this is just a thing that you allow. So for skills, at least I would be a little bit more generous. So just to throw it on the table, what would your opinion, Nathan, be on changing other proficiencies, like let's say a saving throw proficiency or a weapon proficiency?
2: I mean, my DM style is very much a case where I don't really care. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for most players, if they did ask me, as long as it wasn't like outrightly like something like, "Hey, uh, Nathan, can you give me uh." T- two times light splinter generally speaking i'm on the kind of dm that just be like if you want to do that that's cool
3: (laughs) yeah and again there is actually a little bit more in tasha about that so about just changing proficiencies particularly those that are granted by races and sub races so generally speaking a dm can choose to be as generous or not as they want to be with such things but just as an example if you're if you have someone who's building a character and they just really want to be that longsword using wizard It's not going to break the game. It's still not going to be the most efficient use of their action to swing a sword at somebody. But like if it makes them happy, I don't care about giving a wizard proficiency with a longsword if it is just something that they really feel strongly about like on the other hand giving armor proficiency to a wizard that changes the balance of the game because then you suddenly have a squishy wizard not being so squishy so that's why having that be a magic item something that has value and cost involved in attaining it that works for that kind of situation but there are but yeah so it is really up to your world your dm style about exactly how generous you want to be around such things so if you want to make there be magic items to be proficient with anything like maybe there is a magic sword that like and you could even have fun with this let make a sentient magic item that grants proficiency to anyone who yields it and then like that's the kind of thing that you might be able to have some fun with or just to make it the more hand wavium yeah yeah this is just a magic item that grants proficiency like that armor i mentioned earlier and it's just an easy under the table just Okay, fine, you know, you bought the thing or you, you know, killed the one who had it and took it. Fine, you have the thing, you use the thing, and that's okay. In summary, there are quite a number of ways to gain proficiency and even expertise for pretty much anything in the game. And how flexible you choose to be about granting such things can be a fun way to add an additional uniqueness to the characters that you use such things on.